0: I just want to take a minute to say happy thanksgiving everyone. Here's part 2 with Rich Dimitri. I hope you enjoy it and have a great day. So so this is this empathy and this kind of the the root of all this this scientifically analytical mind. You've you've reduced all of, of this violence prevention and self defense down to to one statement which we joke about a lot it's a, it's a line from roadhouse right it's it's be nice <laughs> be nice until it's time not to be nice but uh, yeah it it's critical like and i'd i'd love for you to just kind of excavate that a little bit like why being nice is so important and the things that it allows you to do as far as differentiating different types of violence and everything else um yeah absolutely
1: um you know and it's funny because i i I see that uh tagline being used so much now by other people as well be nice and then i look at their stuff and i'm like you're not being nice (laughs) bro i'm
0: telling you you're the tesla of self-defense everybody is just typing your stuff and imitating it poorly i'm I'm telling you (laughs)
1: uh well a be nice is not just a statement that states it's not the opposite of don't be nice necessarily because you can not not be nice while not being nice at the same time. (laughs) Does that make any sense? All right, let me rephrase that because that probably made no sense to me. (laughs) It makes sense in my fucking head. (laughs) Okay. As I stated earlier, a lot of people think they're teaching de-escalation because they're not telling the other person to go fuck themselves or they're not being overtly aggressive. Um, But they're still using dialogue and tones, and body language that are provoking, that, you know, that no matter the words that are coming out of your mouth, like if I'm telling somebody, I don't want any trouble, but my stance looks like I'm ready to pop them, it it contradicts us, it's contradictive. Being nice is not just is not a weakness. And, and I'm not saying be nice when the person has grabbed you by the throat, has the knife at your eyeball, right? I'm or, or you've been tackled on your way to the ground. Be nice now. No, be nice until it's time to not be nice. There's a time and place. The time is at the pre-contact stage. If the person has gotten in any way, shape, or form, their behavior shifted towards the... Unruly, disrespectful uh, voice. Got a little rose the teeth clenched. Uh, a conflictual, argumentative. Almost the discussion got heated. Be nice at this point is not just a character trait, but also a psychological principle that allows you to give that individual a way out of the potential conflict that is arising. Now. An individual in a social violence situation, 100% of the time, if defined by social violence, right? Because sometimes social violence, anti-social violence, sorry, comes in the guise of social violence. You could be dealing with somebody who really wants to victimize you in one way or another. But most of the time, when you're out and about and you're getting into a conflict with another human being, you're not getting into a conflict with another human being who wants to victimize you personally. You're running into an individual just like you who's having a shit day, week, month, or year. And they're looking for, they're literally, and it's subconscious, but they're looking for a place to vent it out. And you might be that person or place. What does that mean? Um, there were times because I'm aware of this, and I and and this is what I teach, where I will literally tell Pam, I I'm not coming out for a walk with the dog today, or or I can't go out of the house today because I'm pissed. Uh, I woke up on the wrong side, or my PTSD is getting something. Right? It, look, I'm just having a bad day, and I'm not in the mood to de-escalate. I'm not, and I know if some fuck gets in my face while I'm walking the dog and says something, or comes too close, and they disres, I'm gonna. Telling the fuck off, because right. <laughs> that's where I'm at, I, and I know it, and I know I don't have the, I don't feel like controlling myself right now, I don't feel like going out there, having it happen, and having to just bite my tongue and be nice, because that's gonna make me even more pissed off when I get home. So you know what, I'm not gonna go out today. Now I have the ability to do that, because I, I'm just, that's my process, self-actualization, constant looking at my emotion and triggers, and you know, why is this, why am I thinking this way, and why is my thought caught, right? So, But most people don't, don't do that. Now, I end up with a guy in front of my face. I don't know if this person is having that kind of day. And they're forced to be out there by virtue of it's their job, their life. So they have to be there. And now fate brought us here because I took his parking spot. Or I cut him off earlier. Or I nudged him, looked at him wrong. Uh, a, I don't know. I'm wearing a, a, whatever Right. Whatever triggered this right. guy. And now he's in my face or I bumped him or now he's in my face. So my brain goes, look, this guy's mouthing off. He hasn't stabbed me. He hasn't fucking punched me. He's yelling. What's his problem? I can't look at him and go, what's your problem? That's going to piss him off. <laughs> so I gotta look, because why would it piss him off? Because it would piss me off if I'm in this thing. You what's your problem? You're my fucking problem. Right. So I look at this guy going "Now, Well, hold on. This guy could also be just fucking setting me up. This guy could be just somebody looking for a fight. That could be a bully. That could be look somebody just looking to victimize somebody. And fucking no matter what, he's gonna get in my face and shove me no matter what I say. I'm gonna have to drop him. But here's the key. I don't know yet. Right? I don't know. So I gotta figure it out. That's my fucking job. It's my social responsibility. Not just to him, but it to me and my family. I'm gonna drop this guy. And anything can happen. right. As we all know, as it always does, there's tons of video footage, we have tons of literally close to home situations, close friends, people we know who went to jail for punching a guy in the face in a street fight over something stupid, knocking him out, the guy falls down, bangs his head, dies. Six to ten years, five to four years, three to whatever it is. Well you f- now what? right? So I don't know. So be nice. Why? Because if it's a good person having a bad day and I'm being nice and polite and cordial and even helpful, then that person's gonna snap out of their funk. Why? Because I'm about the first person who's done that for this guy in the last day, week, month, or year. Why? Well, look how pissed he is. Somebody's not listening to him. Somebody's not going, hey man, how can I help you? Brother, what's up? What, What have I done to piss you off, man? any good person having a bad day, I don't give a fuck, who has an issue. Now, if this guy's in your face, no matter how trivial to me it may be, he has an issue he wants resolved. It's not my job to judge his issue. It's his issue. So my job is to find out how can I resolve it since he's in my face. So my question to him is, hey, brother, what's up, man? How can I help you? Now, if I'm in a pissed off situation and i get into somebody's face and i'm like listen you fucking ass my dog blah blah and the guy turns around and goes with his hands up and literally looks scared and goes hey man i'm really sorry but what, what's how can i help you man he's gonna snap me out of my funk i'm gonna look at him and I'm gonna go well shit man this is how you can help me why well i have an issue i want resolved. you just offered to resolve it for me fuck we're on our way so now if you offered to resolve it for me i'm gonna tell you what my issue was you bumped me you took my parking spot didn't you see me over there when you cut me off that gives you an option to continue being nice i'm really sorry i did not see you i must have had my eye off the road now even if the guy remains rude, will fucking learn how to drive you're right sir i'm sorry i you know now a lot of people have an issue with that even if the person continues being abusive but they've toned down and they look like they're walking away but they you know they want to get the last word in we'll fucking learn how to drive He turned his back he's walking away 99 percent of people go oh, yeah or what they mouth off back and the fight starts again what they forget is that this isn't personal if this guy got in my face in that type of a situation i don't fucking know you i don't know you from a hole in the wall so no matter Who did whatever it is that you think I did? You would be doing this to them unless in your brain you went, oh, shit, I don't think I could take that guy. He looks too scary or big. You wouldn't be doing it. But here you are doing it. So that's another consideration in my head. (laughs) You're not scared of me. This guy isn't scared of me. Well, he's in my face melting off. So obviously, I'm not very intimidating to him. So for me to switch and to try to out intimidate him, it's counterproductive. It's ridiculous. It's ego based. And it's only going to piss him off. But how can I help you is going to make a person, good person having a bad day, snap out of their funk and tell you exactly how you can help them. And you continue and then you walk away. Now, if it's a bad guy, you're going to find out really quickly. Why? How can I help you doesn't work on people who want to victimize you. Why? They don't have an issue that won't resolve. They just want to victimize you. So they're going to bypass the question, redirect it, completely ignore it, deflect it. But they're not going to answer it. Why? There's no answer to it. I, I, I don't have an issue, right? You can't help me. So you're going to get an answer like, well, you're beyond help now, you piece of shit. You know exactly what you did. No, I don't, <laughs> which is why I said, how can I help you, right? But, and you find out through the behavior. The good person having a bad day, seven out of 10 times will stop right in their tracks, tell you exactly what's pissed them off, and give you the chance to, you know, de- and, you know, fix it. The bad guy is going to keep coming at you. He's going to keep shoving you, keep threatening you, no matter what you say. He's not going to stop dead in his tracks. So if you put your hands up and you start backing away and going, hey, man, I'm really sorry if I pissed you off and start walking away, he's going to keep walking towards you. And he's going to keep mouthing off. Why? He's fishing. He's picking. He's picking a fight. He's victimizing. Now you know. But now you've got to strike the guy. Why? Because he's not leaving. You can't defuse it. And you don't have the space to run. So at this point, if I hit this guy and I drop him, no matter what happens to him, even if he falls and bangs his head and dies by mistake, that's on him. Because I did everything morally, legally and ethically possible to get him to leave. And he wouldn't. So when I hit him, I hit him with a clear conscience. And if it's caught on camera by witnesses, by anybody, they saw me give this guy two, three ways out. And I was backing up. My hands were off him. I'm really sorry if I've done anything to piss you off. How can I help you? you be beyond help now, you piece of shit. I'm really sorry about that, Then You know what? I'm out of here. Yeah, well, fuck you. It's too late for that. What more can I say to this guy when he's quartered me, he's not letting me out? That's going to make him walk away. Nothing. And if my hands are up in a passive, submissive, completely negotiative posture that backs my words and I don't look like I'm setting them up for a shot, a la old school Jeff Thompson or the combatives guys where one hand's at your hip open almost and the other one's like, it's almost like you're in a side karate stance modified, yeah? Mm-hmm. It's not really a passive de-escalation stance. It's more of a, if you get any closer, I'm dropping you stance. And so, but if the the stance is literally congruous to the words, then there's nothing literally triggering or telegraphing your intention to strike this guy back, especially if you've been honestly trying to de-escalate, defuse, and be helpful for the last 30, 45 seconds. And he was having none of it. So at this point... Not only does it make your strike non-telegraphic, the person will never see it coming, but it makes it morally, legally, and ethically acceptable to do so. Not to mention the biggest, if you will, um, uh, 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 reward of all is the element of surprise. The individual is not expecting it in a million years. And the strike you don't see is the one that hurts the most and that causes the most damage by virtue of it being by surprise. Now, that's why always be nice until it's time to not be nice. And you're going to find that 95 to 99% of the time in social violence situation, when you are properly being nice, it's never going to get to the time to not being nice. You are going to de-escalate it every single time. Every time. If it's social violence.
0: Right on. Which is why the Work. whole industry is upside down.
1: Yeah, it's it's you know, again, it's um it's a matter of goals. If if, if I'm filled with anger and rage and I have unresolved issues, it's gonna come out in my teaching. If I had a bad day with my wife and I go teach, that's going to come out in my teaching. If I had a wonderful day with my family, a beautiful weekend, excellent holidays, now the gym is open again, and I walk in, it's going to affect my teaching. If the same night before a class, a family member passed away, it's going to affect my teaching in a behavioral and energetic way. Now, if I've got this continuous rage, anger, or undiagnosed untreated or unrecognized trauma it's going to cause a lot of issues not just for me but for my students this is where like conspiracy theorists come along and and all of that shit you got to be very careful because you got you transmit that to your public and they're just as angry and as you know they have this need to be self-righteous And what greater cause than a conspiracy to make you feel like, you know, something other people don't, that you're, you're above the average. You're, you're not a sheep. Oh, anymore. You're woke now. Yeah. You know, these woke people and it's like, you're not woke. You're suffering from trauma (laughs) and it's, it's deeply rooted to the point where you're not recognizing what it's, you know, what it's making you see and believe and, Right, you have detached so, from and, reality, bro. Yeah, and it's and, and it is. Look, I, I was there. I fell down the conspiracy theory hole just before my kid was born, which is literally four years before I di- I was diagnosed with complex PTSD, minor social anxiety disorder, and fucking depression. Right, literally, and I started to believe all the shit. It's like, oh my god, vaccines are killing people now, and you know, and I started researching vaccines and, and I saw all the bullshit. And the only thing that saved my ass was a friend who all he did was he taught me the difference between science and pseudoscience. And I was like, oh, so now I know where to look. So I don't have, you know, if I'm looking at science, science. I'm like, right. So and then it was like, oh, no, oh, wow. <laughs> OK, just thank fuck, <laughs> you know, um, but it's so easy to sink into that hole. Of conspiracy theories because it gives you a sense of power where you really don't have any. Right, and this this whole, if you look at this whole COVID situation, brother, that kicked up conspiracy theories like crazy. Why? It, you know, people the fear of the unknown. We know what that does. It's talked about in every fucking psychiatry, psychology, you name it, even warfare. The fear of the unknown, and so. It creates now you have all of this fucking complex PTS and all of that shit, and you t- attach on a fear of the unknown, and you deem yourself this alpha male <laughs> character in your mind, right? Um, who's self righteous. I'm a warrior. Look at the memes, everybody's got a John Wick meme or some tough fucking guy with this you know don't let the quiet guys get involved in this thing because they're quiet for a reason you know men over 50 years old are 50 for a reason yeah science you, you, we have medication <laughs> right? Right, right so you're not 50 because you had to survive this battle it's 2020 you, you know you're 50 i'm 50 I lived a certain life because I dove into it and I'm still not that asshole on the fucking meme. Why? Because once you've lived it, you're like, you know what? Leave me alone. I want no part of this. Right. <laughs> Matter of fact, if right. this thing any breaks out, I'll be hiding in a hole so fucking deep, <laughs> hugging my kid. Fuck you and your war and your this and your that. You know, yeah, every but that's that need again to the that need, look, man my deep rooted need to save other people came from the fact that I couldn't save my brother when I was 12 and that was the last person to see him before he drowned. And so every day after that, every person that I trained, every survivor, every person who I helped um, in in some traumatic way is me trying to save my brother over and over and over and over again. And it's never going to happen. So I'm going to keep going. Um, Right. you know, and yeah, it's like you said, you take that shit and you put it into something good, but without the realization, because you got a lot of people who did that. Look at a guy like Eminem. Or um, fuck it, name it Donald Trump. It doesn't matter. He, if you look at any of these people who made it to the top of their game, those let's not go too far. Let's take the, one of the most obvious industries, entertainment, be it the music or um you know, actors, stars. Um, if you look at the entertainment business, stars and like, a um, music industry and the like, look at, let, let's look at a band like, um, the rolling stones or guns and roses. Right. Um, we're dating like, ourselves.
0: Say again. We're, we're dating ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and that's gross.
1: But yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> Now, these are guys who at one point realized that if we don't fucking clean up our act, we're not going to make it. Uh, And in terms of, you know, addictions, in terms of trauma, in terms of seeing a psychiatrist, in terms of having to give up, blah, blah, blah. And then there are many others that unfortunately succumb as well. No matter, no matter the amount of fame or money or success that they achieved by taking the fire that has been put inside of them from their trauma, no matter how large in life they became, at the end of the day, those demons still got to them.
0: Yeah, you look at like Heath Ledger. He's a really good example.
1: Right. He's a great example. There's there's so many, unfortunately. Right. Whitney Houston. Um, I mean, it, the list goes on and on. I mean, at the end of the day, if, if the tr- that, that fire inside of you, you instead of decided, you know, let's say you didn't put it on somebody else. You didn't become a, a serial killer or a rapist, a murderer, a, uh, you know, um, but you're still suffering from anti-social archetype certain behaviors, Right be it mild narcissistic personality disorder to all the way up the list, mild sociopathy, if you will, extremely limited empathy, for example. Um, And you find yourself in these positions of making it really big in your industry, where you've become one of the top names, but along with being known, you actually, actually made money, like, not like me, <laughs> right? <laughs> Let's say you're you you you're the commando Krav Maga guy, right? You made the $2 million a weekend. <laughs> or you're the systema guy who fills a room full of like 6 million people to watch you slow motion people to death. <laughs> you know, some, a lot of people need magic in their lives. They need the mysticism. They need to feel like the characters that they read about or view about they need a fight to fight they need to put that self righteousness into something they need the conspiracy theory um the alcohol the uh the whatever crutch and 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 by crutch a lot of times it's unknown but addictions whatever it may be to Conspiracies, gambling, pornography, alcohol, substances, uh, training, uh, 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 a sport, an endeavor of any kind, any form of addiction is unhealthy. Even if you make something positive out of it, at the end of the road, down the way, somewhere down the journey, it's going to, it's going to chip at you, nonstop, right. and you're eventually going to succumb to it one way or another, be it career or personal both or even your life (laughs) you know it's going to suffer it's going to fall apart there's if it's untreated and undealt with and um there was a point where i was when i was at my darkest and living in jasper alberta where i was teaching just a small group of people there um, just for the love of teaching because I couldn't give it up completely, but I was doing odd jobs and I just wanted to leave the industry because of the depression had gotten a really good grip on me then. Um, although the materials I was teaching the students was good, um, the energy behind it... Now, all those students, most of them anyway, I'm sure some of them don't like me today probably and, and I don't blame them one bit, but... For the the vast majority of them, I changed their lives in in that short period of just training with me three times a week and uh, saved a few. Uh, Literally, it it changed their perspective. And they, they thanked me for it. And at the time, I took it and I accepted it as I did every other time when people said those things to me. But later on, I realized they had me at my worst. Like, they literally, they had me at my worst. And the way I was teaching them was horrible. It was abusive. They didn't realize it. Maybe one or two did, you know? Um, But it was, I mean, I I can't even recognize myself from those days to the point that I've blocked out chunks of it. (laughs) Uh, And and, and, um, it's almost like I'm ashamed to look back and I should have never been teaching at that time, ever. I had no business being in front of fucking anyone teaching in the state of mind and and, and spirit, if you will, that I was in. But I didn't know. If you asked me, it was just any the other day. If you asked right. me, as I was deep into the conspiracies, too, back then, you know, TV and... Uh, uh, the Illuminati and, and literally, I fucking fell into that for a good year, almost two years. Um, it. it I, I thought I was woke. Yeah, I was. Oh, I know things nobody else knows <laughs> because I watched a few YouTube videos. I literally, fuck, dude, I believed it. That's why, like, when I see these people today doing it, I, although I go, "Wow, you're a moron," just, well, I was a moron too. I. I understand right. it. Like, I I understand it. And you can see it by their archetypes, too. You can see, especially those who are teaching or those who are, those who have, I, I you know, you could see it by their profiles and by the stuff they post. You, you look at it and you go, yeah, no one, yeah, I know why you're there. There's no amount of anything you can say to these people in terms of evidence to show them that will make them go, oh, my God, yeah, you're right. At the, the point they're at right now because at the point i was in then if you showed me anything i would have said oh who, oh follow the mic i would send the same fucking bullshit right. Right. retarded dumb shit that they're all spewing today i heard myself say it and well, um
0: it's it, it, there's a good point there though that it's it is a it, it's a growth process right like
1: you're, yeah, you're it, it is and it isn't it should be but a lot of people get, look, you know, they they become very defensive. It's almost like for them, it's a weakness. I'm not weak. I don't have that. I train. I do this. I do that. I, You know, and they, they come up with all of these excuses as to why they no longer. No, no, I've dealt with that. No, the, the fact that you're aware that you went through something doesn't mean you've dealt with the trauma of it. Even when you're dealing with the trauma of it and you have the awareness and you have a professional giving you the tools, it's still a daily battle that you have to apply every day to to manage through, especially when it's complex PTSD and not just, you know, uh, you know, my dog died when I was 12 and that was, that's the extent of it, you know, Um, so not that that You know, that's still traumatic, but that won't cause somebody complex PTSD. Right. So that said, yeah, it's it's it should be an evolutionary process. But unfortunately for many, it's not. Look, relatively speaking, according to the World Health Organization, roughly one out of four human beings suffer from one form of mental illness or another. That's a quarter of the human population. I would venture to say so much more, because those are based on the ones that have been diagnosed. Now, you look at a person like me who went close to what 35 years undiagnosed unknown to me completely that i was suffering from all of these mental illnesses right, right. and i'm right and I have a, now i have a martial arts school i'm 24 years old full-blown complex ptsd living in the middle of all of that shit <laughs> and i have other people coming into my school and and my school because of who I was, my age and its location brought me the misfits of the world. You know, every character, every misfit came and 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 they, they found refuge. They found a home. It wasn't just a uh, self-defense or a martial arts school. That fucking place was... I mean, you talk to anybody who was there today, and the only thing they can talk about is those days and how they wish they can go back Um, because for them, it was, it was more than just a school. It was like, oh, look, everyone's a misfit like me. We all understood each other's traumas without understanding that we suffered from it because we all had that common ground, that fire, that need to express our anger, that, you know, that self-righteousness. But we all had empathy. They're all, you know, most of them, the ones that didn't have the good hearts that didn't last long.
0: Right, you know.
1: Well, it, I think it's super important because,
0: I and mean, we tend to be hard on ourselves, right? But at right. every phase of your process, you've helped with whatever you could. You know, I, I mean, you're I, not.
1: Yes, of course. Because look at the at the end of the day, my you know my intentions were good. My heart was in the right place, and um and and I had the luck of again. My traumas didn't come directly from my family or abuse. It came from life handing me shitty deals. My brother drowned. That's not like nobody drowned him. It was an accident, right? So I I wasn't neglected or abused. Neither was my brother. I had both parents. Um, So there's a lot of people who didn't have that And, and who had even less than that and much less and then none of it. So I, it's not my place to judge, but my place to go, Hey, I can recognize that you have gone through some shit in your life. Um, that brought you to this point. And all I can do is, you know, besides shine a light towards the work that I'm doing is to hope that this is a stepping stone for you now, you know, cause that's like, to me, places like, like, a. uh, combat if somebody is truly looking for violence prevention management and defense like pure and applied self-defense and they're not looking to exercise demons they're not looking to uh, you know their concern is fuck man you know i have a daughter i have this i have that you know or myself or um that's a different kind of animal right that right so that that type of person is not going to that type of person is not going to go to a combatives class then because you know it's like Pam after her sister what happened to her sister and everything and her friend you know she looked around she went that's not for me I I can't do combatives or that's not self-defense she understood right away right? right right but had and uh um Pam you can listen and correct me if I'm wrong here right? Because I don't know, but your sister's character, but generally speaking, the lifestyle that Pam's sister had due to the traumas that she went through, which were abuse oriented and trust oriented and betrayal oriented, had she decided one day to seek out self-defense, she would have been probably more her character type because of what she had gone through attracted to a place like combatives, yeah. right? Right. There you go. Right. She, she, yes. she, had, she was angry because there's anger she, unresolved. She, she had a lot. I mean, she had before she, you know, unfortunately lost her life. She had started to open up in the healing process, and then unfortunately fell off, the, you know, the quote-unquote wagon. But before that, she um, she was very like like a volcano. Um, with anger, if, if she was set off, she had a temper like you couldn't even imagine. Um, to the point of breaking shit, throwing shit at people, um, and that you know, I understand now it was all a trauma response. She had a lot of anger, so yeah, she would have for sure been attracted to combatants. She used to carry a homemade shank around, uh, you know, in the, you know the last few years uh, of her life. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so again, like I just, there's going to be hurt feelings. Anytime you guys jump on podcasts, I know there's hurt feelings, right? Because, because the whole industry is revolves around the combatives, self-defense, MMA, you know, some, some other aspect than what you guys are teaching. And, and, and it's important for people to understand, especially if you're in the industry and you're listening to this, just like Rich provided help wherever he was at, right? He did what he could with what he had, where he was at. You guys are helping. Anybody in the industry is helping in some way, even if it's just to give somebody an outlet for their anger. What I believe this is, and the reason I'm highlighting these guys is because it's a call to raise your game. There's so much more you could be doing, right? There's so many more layers. Well, yeah,
1: you know, which is why... We one of the look there's about a hundred reasons, but one of the reasons we put out w you know study dot literally right. literally it's five full free full like like things people would pay us two thousand dollars in the past to come and learn we we're giving it away for free with right. no strings it's nothing you don't have to fucking sign in it's completely anonymous you go you look at it i know nothing i don't we don't gain shit from it as a matter of fact people are gonna steal it and claim it's theirs if they've been doing it forever they're going to once they come across it if they're smart they can't not because look at the fucking information and so yeah, tesla we're giving it to them we're going hey Look at what you're not doing at the same time. Look at what's missing. Look at the differences. Now, there's anyone who's smart. Sorry, that's not well said. Um, Anyone who's got an analytical enough mind to go through www.studyofviolence.com, the five full courses there from back to back, reading all the text and watching the videos. And I don't give a fuck what you're teaching. I don't care what umbrella you're under. If you can go back and throw the same knees and elbows and hammer fists you were doing before you read and understood all that, you understood nothing. Because you, <laughs> you completely missed the entire point. The nature of everything that is physically done in any art or system will change by virtue of the science behind what we're teaching, because nothing that I teach at this point today, nothing that we're teaching today is system or art or opinion uh, 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 based. It is literally researched and scientifically based information. It is Facts. We have shit in there from forensic science to behavioral psychology to shit that fucking professionals are using in law enforcement, all kinds of shit from profiling to all kinds of stuff down to the physical aspect, which is not technically based, but human anatomy based and principle based on created concepts logical solid fucking time tested and approved concepts you cannot say that economy of motion sucks or doesn't work is not a good concept has no application. you can't say that that is not that is stupid you can't say that the ability to use your most versatile and understood closest weapon to closest target based on, you know, the confrontation and the level of threat is stupid. You can't say that because that is a scientific fucking statement. If you can understand all those principles, everything is based on facts, observations of hundreds of thousands of millions of people since the dawn of time, both even, just by virtue of working in 22 countries and the amount of people I worked with, especially for Safe International and teenagers and watching, like, take, for example, the need to teach anybody in self-defense in under five to 10 hours, unless they're training with you like weekly and monthly. But if you're the type of person who's running workshops where you, you get a group of people that have only like five to 10 hours with you. And these people aren't already trained in some form of martial art or self-defense where you have to teach them a knee for the first time. Like you're hired to do a corporate workshop, uh, you know, you're doing a fucking something for nurses at the hospital, the cab drivers, a high school, you got a bunch of 14 year old girls in front of you, right? They haven't done combatives for 12 years. Maybe one of them is doing something, but they're nowhere near at any level. So to teach them a knee or an elbow is completely useless and counterproductive because based on watching. Thousands upon thousands of these teenagers in mock attacks after four to five hours of training and self-defense, when we used to include knees and elbows, two to five percent of them would remember using them, if at all. And out of the two to five percent who would remember using them, maybe one percent, maybe one percent of that two to five percent used it in a way that was efficient.
0: So for those that don't know what Rich is talking about as part of Safe International he's traveled all over the world and, basically and Sanchito,
1: prior to Safe I was and, right Actually, right I, what, S- the travel came with Sanchito. I was doing much more local work with Safe <laughs> I was in Toronto so,
0: so yeah but but you you've worked with a lot of untrained kids yeah. doing Safe right yeah. and so you You've had this access to this incredible laboratory where you can test and approve what. Oh my works God! For six years, people.
1: it's not just testing and approving; it's also on a behavioral level to test and check, and then cross-reference with you know psychiatry, right. psychology, behavioral experts, and go, wow, we came. It's the exact same fucking thing. Like you, you can't. Right. These and, are and- you can't bypass all of this stuff. You can't deny it exists. And that's what most people do when they just teach physical. Okay, I'm going to grab you by the shirt. We're going to do this move and that. And now you can do this, this, right? And so they're missing all of the, let's say the water, the filler, the true filler that fills that cup at the end of the day. Like they have a cup and they're filling it with nuts and bowls. Some of them even go as far as putting sand. where the water at the end of the day that what you put in together fills all those little missing holes and pieces.
0: So, so just for something that is close to my heart, right? Because I've I've sat sit here for for years now and watched Rich just get abused on forums by all the people that are like, that would never work. That would never work against an MMA guy. If you if you tried to shred Hicks and Gracie, that would never yeah yeah. Work. You know
1: that's the, it's insane. And you know why I never engage with any of that stuff? Because to me, why? this is what it sounds like. I'm teaching tennis. I'm. I've been teaching everybody who comes to me for tennis, and a bunch of ping pong assholes are looking at me, going, "That'll never work in ping pong. You can't do that in ping pong." Well, fuck, man, you. What the fuck are you talking about? I I don't care that you're saying that. Nothing you're saying has relevance because you don't. Well, here's something with. They don't know what they're talking. That's they're talking out their assholes because a fourteen-year-old is not going to MMA a two-hundred-pound uncle who's trying to brutally rape her at one o'clock in the morning after he smashed her head surprisingly waking her and then getting on top of her as a matter of fact when he was on top of her and she tried to buck and roll it failed because she was between her bed and a wall so i don't give a fuck who you are you could be hoist gracie or the founder of brazilian jiu-jitsu you're not going to buck and roll a 220 pound man if you weigh 90 pounds and you're 14 years old and there's a wall and a fucking bed on each side of you. Because the second they flip to either side, all they have to do is, well, hit the wall. They're not going nowhere. And so, so- again, it's like I don't partake. And you can criticize what I do all you want because you don't understand it and you haven't done it. And that's fine. So I don't, you know, it's, it's like you called me the Tesla of self-defense. And I've, I've often, often been referred in in such lights in various different ways um by many many people from experts all over the world so honestly some pissant blue belt jiu-jitsu guy on a forum or some mixed martial art enthusiast beer drinking guy who's on youtube i don't like i don't give a fuck what people think to be honest one way or another
0: oh. So but it's also, I think, important to address for all people that are listening. This, you have hundreds and hundreds of letters from people who have been in real situations and your stuff has saved their oh, yeah. life. Literally. Yeah,
1: on a physical level. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit here. Yeah. Right. Right. Right.
0: So, so it won't work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's well, my, yeah, here's my names yeah. of letters, right? from people that i've actually saved so shut up stupid and listen to what's being said because the physical stuff is really secondary it's awesome but it's secondary right what makes
1: it honestly what makes it awesome is the primary stuff you're talking about it's the delivery system that makes the shredder the shredder because the shredder without the delivery system is just fucking tiger claw kung fu or a rake or a pump or whatever it's just that and, <laughs> right. and so you know an engine is an engine yeah you know you have a ford engine and you also have a mercedes engine <clears throat> so yeah like it it, it it doesn't i really don't it doesn't bother me at all the criticism or the uh none of it does especially people say oh that wouldn't work well, it already has. So you, you're 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 not you're talking at your asshole right off the bat, and I can't converse with you because that's that's this it's too moronic. You're too stupid at this. I can't. So I I ignore completely. I don't even look at that shit. Now, if you want to discuss it with me, there are plenty of people who disagreed with me um, who said, "Oh, you know, I don't think." Or this doesn't look like it would work because blah, 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 blah. And have you ever considered this, this or this? Now, if you come to me and you send me an email or a message or I'll probably not respond because it takes me years to do it. But if you come to me personally and you post it on my page and you're honest about your question, I'll answer you. But if you're just sitting off your ass in some basement somewhere, I don't know what you say about me. I Like, I don't care. I have like, uh, you know, my work speaks for itself. i don't uh, I don't need other people. I don't even need people to praise it because right. And right. it's not my work. Like if you're telling me what I'm doing is wrong and doesn't work, you're telling me, you know that uh, behavioral psychology, ninety percent of the shit in the DSM is false. um what everything that profiling has been based on from the F b, what you know is wrong. Uh, you're telling me, you know, you're telling me all of this stuff is bullshit. So, in essence, you're looking at me and you're telling me you're a science denier. Uh, you right, know? right. It's, it's like it's like flat earthers, uh, earthers, anti vaxxers <laughs> You can sit there till you're blue in the face telling me the earth is flat. And okay, I don't, I don't care what you think. I don't give a fuck. It's it still doesn't make it flat. Your stupidity no. doesn't change the reality. So, and I can't change your stupidity. So fuck off! I don't engage. You
0: you said the delivery system is what makes it work. So let's talk a little bit about the five the the five principles of physical retaliation and the delivery system because that I mean they may sound like Swahili to some people. They may not even understand
1: what what you mean when you say that. That's um yeah I get that. All right. So in terms of any physical move, a palm strike, a punch, a kick. You need to deliver that kick, that punch. So there's a lot of people who work on like technical applications, but without context. Technical application needs context. And so it's then at that point, it's not just about the applied technique. And the more complicated the technical application is, the less likely an individual can use it um, to prevent a violent situation from happening, especially if we're talking about antisocial violence, right? To come down to the examples I gave, like the you know, the woman and her cousin who she hasn't seen in uh, X amount of years, and now she grew into her body, and you know, and he starts to make a move on her, and they've had a bottle of wine, and it's one o'clock in the morning, and everyone's asleep in the house now. and you know, and she's too scared of, you know, fucking creating a a fuss that'll wake people or whatever it is and he's not being overtly violent he's just kind of drunk and coming on to her and he's being physical and he's pushy and you know what i mean in situations yeah. like that it's not about like she, her brain isn't going to go oh i need to bypass his shoulder and slip him into a chokehold now right her brain is going why is my first cousin doing this oh my god so there's an initial shock that comes from the betrayal of the trust that they have as a family member if we understand and most people seem to acknowledge this but then you look at what they teach and they're still teaching completely the opposite it's fantastic they're like yes 90 percent 90 percent of violent offenders is committed by violence committed by people. We know now let's go work bashing those or doing this technique and that technique. And I'm like, what are you doing? You just said that 90% of people are people we know the vast majorities of females who are murdered are murdered at home by an intimate partner. I mean, they're not, it's not, you know, it, it it's not that they don't get raped at jogging or in bars. They do. That's like 10% of the time. And even when they're getting raped jogging or in bars, 90% of those times, the person is an acquaintance or they knew them. The person stalked them, found them, followed them. It wasn't some guy sitting at a cafe going, hmm, I think I'm going to rape somebody now. Oh, she looks good. Boom. It happens. Now... The physical portion has to coincide with the average individual's physiological reactions to such an event. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Most people don't consider that. They just assume that, oh, if he's attacking, you just fucking, you know, attack him, do this, do that. They don't consider that holy fuck. Why is my uncle doing this to me? That moment, that hesitation, that betrayal, that psychological blow. Right. Right. It's much-
0: right. Science. If you start, if you start from the wrong premise, you get the wrong answer right away. It's, it's anti-scientific. There you go. Right.
1: So right. if I am one day being. Like like when, when we taught at schools, we always told children, we always told them like 90% of the time, it's going to be somebody you know. 30% of the time, immediate family member. The others, it's blah, blah, blah. One particular girl went through her Rolodex of people she knows, right, in her head, as Pam was teaching that. And there's no one in a million years that she thought would ever be able to harm her. And two months later, her uncle, after beating her aunt to death with a hammer was on top of her in her bedroom trying to rape and kill her. Right? Now, he didn't make a move. He startled her at 1 o'clock in the morning. The minute she woke up, and was like, holy fuck, he jumped on top of her. She smashed her head. Right? So you have to look at, wow, the attack was blitzed by somebody you know at 1 o'clock in the morning when you just woke up. That's very different than being in a sweaty, smelly gym right with a bunch of guys with pads around you that you smash can we agree on that right, right. yeah, yeah she wasn't on a mat she was on her bedroom floor between a bed a night table and a wall so that eliminates a lot of technical applications doesn't it techniques go out the window right out the window so yeah what, what you can't buck and roll i can't trap the arm there's no i'm going to trap this leg my uncle is on top of me pounding me in the face right now right so right. and not just that he's a he's a mixed martial arts amateur fighter she's 14 years old he outweighs her by like 120 pounds see so, yeah, talk about a worst case right. scenario. Yeah, all these guys talk about
0: worst case scenarios and then they're training in a pad with a Right, bee. right, or
1: whatever the fuck they're doing or they're bashing right it's it's not they're not understanding the psycho dynamics of this situation. Her physical delivery system is shot to hell in terms of martial arts or techniques or Krav Maga or combatives or any of that shit, it all goes out the window. Why? Because of what I just said, the whole situation. And this is a real situation. This isn't, this actually happened last year. So what does she do? She goes ape shit, ape shit, just trying to rip him apart, aiming for eyes, throat, and groin with everything she has from that position, causing him to, well, make his attack, Less damaging, right? Not stopping it. She's not finishing him off. Actually, it got to a point he got so frustrated, he zip-tied both of her hands and shoved a sock down her throat until she passed out. And when she passed out, he thought she was dead. That's the only thing that really, at that point, saved her because he got up and he walked away. And then he ended his own life in the living room. And she laid there because she started coming to as soon as he got up and walked away. And she played possum for over one hour before she got up and had the courage to find her aunt dead right yeah wow now she's after this happened of course she we got in contact with her and pam got to speak to her again and she spoke at one of her classes and she said the minute he barged into my room first of all all every thought of disbelief went in her head right apathy and denial hits what the fuck so it doesn't matter. Now, imagine during the four hours that we trained her, all we did was smash pads, do knees, buck and roll, kill, 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 right? A bit of fear management, pay lip service to it for 20 minutes because you don't want to bore the kids talking too much. You got to get them moving, right? She'd be fucking she'd right, she'd be right. dead. Hey, honestly right. speaking, it's yeah. not to toot anyone's horn, but had anybody else been teaching that day other than – Safe international, my wife, myself, Chris, one of their people, honestly, that girl would have died. I, I would yeah. bet 10 years salary on it. Now what kept her going, she said, wasn't any of the technique because she couldn't remember fuck squaw shit about any technical application, any move. You don't remember your left from your right when that's happening. You're in such a state of shock and adrenal stress, it's not even funny. All she can remember was the state of mind that we put her in, regardless of who it is. Now, there's a survivability mindset. And again, we teach this on it's on study of violence. But we told her that whoever is on top of her becomes an obstacle between her and the people she loves. And we told her, look, you want to see your mom again? You want to hug your father? You want to see your best friend? You got to get through whoever is on top of you. You want to see your, even if it's your father on top of you, you want to see your mom again? You want to hug her? If he's the one hurting you, he's the one stopping you from doing that. Not just that, but can you imagine for a minute what would happen if it was your mom or your dad that was going through this and you found it? Like, how did you feel when you found your aunt? How do you think your family would feel if they find you like that? Her brain at several points during the beating, she wanted to give up and die. She just felt the darkness coming and all she wanted to do was let go so the pain would end. But then she remembered Pam's words. You want to hug your mom again? And all she could see was her mother's face. She did not stop fighting. And that was four hours of training. Literally four hours. One hour a day. And one mock attack that she was too shy to do in front of the whole class. And she did at the end of the class when everybody else was gone with just the teacher and the mock attacker.
0: And it's and it's mostly psychological and verbal and, and all the stuff that no one else is, is addressing or pays lip service. Very, very to, much right? so.
1: and um And and a lot of times I see when people do address it, it's such a blotch up. It's almost like, you know, when you're like in grade school and they ask you to do a book report and you just read the back of the book and you summarize <laughs> that. It, it, it's right, kind of right. that's what they're doing. They're putting, they're using the lingo, they're using the terms, and then you look at what you're, they're teaching and you're like, oh my God, how the fuck is he doing hubad? What the fuck planet are they from, you know? You got, or, or how are they doing, you, you know, 15 people smacking you on the head with a pad? When does that happen? How does that replicate anything? that comes close to how people get attacked in the real world. You're replicating a bar fight gone wrong between bikers and bouncers. You're not replicating, right. Right. you know, what 90% of the general, po- and you know, there's nothing wrong with that. And I keep telling people who teach that way right. that you, look, label it as such, reduce your niche, right? Go after bouncers. Say, I I teach the greatest defense program for bouncers. We take care of market, all the, you know, because that's what you're doing. You're not, you're not doing self-defense. You're doing micro defense for specific types of individuals in specific types of places.
0: And your stuff will work great in that bubble. There's nothing wrong with it in in
1: violence. It'll work great on a a physical level. To a degree, even to a degree. I mean, there's there's like I said, there's this video that's floating around and it's still floating around today of a security guard getting into a fight with another guy. And he's doing MMA. He's fucking hooks and uppercuts and knees and right. And the other guy's fucking giving as good as he's getting too. And the fight is lasting like over 40 seconds. I don't know if you saw it.
0: I know the exact video. Right.
1: Talking so about, and it's yeah. going on. And then you see another guy come into the scene watching the fight and starting to get closer, right? Off the right side of the camera. And everybody is praising this guy, going, Wow, he's amazing. He needs a contract. Look at the fight. And like, how amazing. He's he it took him 40 seconds. He hit the guy a thousand. Now imagine the guy was like a, the, the guy who was attacking him. Imagine that guy wasn't a guy, but was like a 15-year-old girl the fuck is she going to do? Do all that? Is that what you're teaching her to do? What's in your head? Not just that, but let's say that guy had a weapon. The other guy. He'd be dead. He would have gotten stabbed 60 times. He would have never fucking seen it coming. Now, let's say the other guy had a friend who came in. He would have never seen the friend. Why? He was focused. This guy wasn't fucking doing self-defense or protecting himself. This guy was trying to win a trophy. Like... I look at that video. Right. I think it's so, it's, it's so horrible. I, it is, it, 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 he did everything wrong. As a matter of fact, if he understood the con- the five principles of physical retaliation, that situation would have been over in the first four or five seconds. Finished. And he would have had chest to back, and he would have been able to see anybody else fucking coming closer to him. That's how a professional handles it. What he did right. was he was trying right. to fucking win a purse or a trophy or impress some girl. And he did bad. Because honestly... If you knew how to hit really hard and well, that guy wouldn't have taken all of those fucking shots. You ain't got gloves on. He doesn't have a mouthpiece. How the For fuck sure. is that guy still standing with For all those sure. shots you're throwing and landing on him?
0: And if he had a friend, yeah.
1: you'd be fucked so, up your ass. You'd be done.
0: <laughs> right, right, like you said. What, what is it? There's only two safe assumptions. They, they have friends. Yeah, that's wrong. about it. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, it, it, so the the thing I, I want to make sure that we're you know smoothing over the egos as much as we can. I violence is contextual, Very. right? Like it's not. There's no one size fits Absolutely all answer, not. and. I one hundred percent believe that what you guys are teaching fills the gaps. Like you said, it's the water in the cup of yeah. sand. Yeah, it, it's gonna it's gonna fill down all the little tiny spaces that are not
1: full now. Yeah, and that's again, it's it's that's why we're giving it away for free, and uh, we're we're making our money now off of the deeper dives. But it's it's such an important factor that we want people to rip us off eh? <laughs> like i got an email the other day or a message from some guy who teaches scrub. he goes how do you feel it when people you know take your shit i'm like i love it <laughs> at least they're stealing good shit <laughs> if you're teaching self-defense i'm the guy to rip off that's why i put it out there for free take it and you don't even have to tell me that you took it i won't even know there's no sign in, no sign up. We're not tracking it. We're not nothing. It's just a resource for the whole world. And as soon as this COVID thing is over, we're going to be adding another couple of courses to it to make to, 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 to fill it up. And um, and we believe that the foundational principles of violence prevention cannot be owned. I don't own any of this stuff. I didn't, I didn't invent this. I don't teach a system. I don't teach a style. I don't teach uh, anything. I, there, we don't have a label. Study of violence isn't a system. It's We're studying violence. <laughs> right? So we're, we're offering right. education and training. Right? Not a system or a style or a label or a logo or a, a methodology. And this is how we do it this way. No, no, no. You're arm barring wrong. There, there is no moves. We don't teach techniques Um, when it comes down to the violence aspect of it. Now, if you want to learn to fight, that's a different animal. You want to learn how to be a fighter. That's a different animal. That's, some, that's something I so, also so. do and did a lot of, and I was able to do it because I had the luxury of having a school. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, bo- I've boxed most of my life kickbox, tie boxing, I have a black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, I've done MMA at the earliest of levels before it was even MMA. So I have experienced full contact, up have millions, billions of times, like I'm, I'm, I'm not just a poke him in the eyes guy, it's not what we do. But that's not what I market, nor is it the people that I want to teach on a professional level anymore. I, I really want to focus on outbirthing it, preventing it, managing it, and if necessary, defending against it. But I am no longer interested of professionally, um, if you will, marketing myself as teaching combatives or the fighting or the hand-to-hand combat aspect of it. That's something I'm going to reserve to teaching very, very specific people and privately um, and not on a marketable level. For many, many different reasons. One, I got to know that the person is, you know, again, I, I like to know who I'm teaching, and, and two, I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> I'm 51, yeah. you know, I, for junk shoulder, mild arthritis, the, you know, brain damage. Uh, C4, C3 displacements, uh, you know, I'm not 30 anymore, I'm not rolling around the mats two hours a day, I'm, I'm brittle, man, <laughs> I can't get punched in the head any longer, I can't, you know, I got uh, brain damage from my stupid youth, and that's another thing, it's like, we get, you know, I got to a point where I I, I caught it in time, because I'm 100% functional, like the arthritis I have is completely mild and CBD oil, literally fucking almost cured it, um, I work out four or five days a week I can write, but if I didn't stop doing what I was doing in my mid thirties and I continued at the rate I was doing then, like some people do, I, I would be doing hip replacement surgeries today. I'd, I'd have a junk knees, you know, uh, my back would be shot. Uh, uh, I'd be bedridden, you know, on a couple of hours a day, or I would need to be living on 24 hours, seven days a week, painkillers, right? That's not the case. So right. Y- right. I also know my own personal and physical limitations and I need to respect um, time and its effects on my body and my child so that when he's 18 and I'm 61, you know, and he wants to play football or wrestle with me, I still can. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. So you're you're and I've said this to you before. This is, again, for the benefit of the listeners. You're one of the few people out there that's like 100% honest and transparent about what you're doing and why you're doing it and who you're doing it for. Yeah. Right.
1: Like, yeah. Like, to, to give an example of that, and thank you for saying so, I've had people, like, if if a 25 or 26-year-old Golden Glove champion wants to come in and learn, you know, violence prevention and self-defense because, you know, he's... The neighbor he lives in is a little rough, the neighborhood, and, you know, there's been a couple of gang attacks, and, uh, you know, he's dating some jock's girl, whatever, right? he's He's concerned. I'm not going to tell this guy, don't punch, right? I'm not going to turn around and say, punching doesn't work. In self-defense, we do open hands and be so rigid about it. But what I will do is teaching the pros of cons of both. Explain to him the mechanics of the palm strike, the, how it's exactly to a punch, and why we do it with an open hand, and give him the option and the choice of doing whatever the fuck comes to him naturally in the situation, because he can. Because I know but- that this guy has, you know, already an eleven and two record uh, of knocking, you know, with nine knockouts. That's with gloves on in the ring. So I'm pretty sure you can knock some bum out on the street or. Into a situation where his predicament he can punch. I'm still going to tell him there's a chance of breaking your hand, there's a chance of this. Here are the probabilities that the guy falls down and breaks his blah 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 blah. But then at the end of the day, it's on him what he does, not on me. I gave him the facts and the, the choices, right? Now, a 74 year old woman comes in, right? She's got arthritis and all kinds of little things. And she's concerned because there's been a couple of break-ins in her apartment and a few old ladies were sexually molested and assaulted in the elevator, not raped, but groped. And she's really concerned about her well-being. I ain't teaching her to punch. I'm not going to go, okay, let's work on focus myths so you can do hammer fists for an hour. Right? So it, it's right. one has to have the ability to know their client and their client's needs. And this is why you can't if you're teaching violence prevention or or hand to hand combat or fighting and you're not bound by a, a, a system or a style, well, then you have the ability to transgress all of that shit, literally to 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 go beyond it and just understand fighting and violence from a human perspective, as, a, as opposed to a representation or somebody else's stylistic interpretation or systemized interpretation of it does that make sense so right
0: yes absolutely and the psychology and the delivery system the setup if you will yeah yeah they are because they're human
1: they're human like i see so much people who who seem to claim to understand this then you look at the video clips that they're posting of them teaching they're teaching women and they're teaching this and they're doing crazy shit like what the f- like? Do you even understand what you're saying when you're saying it? Because if you do, how are you teaching that? How are you doing that? And 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 labeling it as self-defense? You know, um, whatever it is, the fuck they're doing. Yeah, you know, half the time it's because they're bound to, to to you know, they have this 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 fucking loyalty somehow to a a name of some sort, be it Krav or Kali or. Fucking Habatives uh, or you know Jumanji. I don't know. It, you know, like nobody grasped what Bruce Lee was saying about fuck the names. That's why I dropped Sanchito so many months ago because it was it it was such a hindering, limiting. It it became counterproductive, completely. Um.
0: At some point, and we've talked again. We've talked about this a lot too. All of it, all the naming, all the that's, systemizing, all the technique all of it, all of it, all of it becomes limiting. All of it starts to. It becomes a drain. Right. Like it takes away from from yes. The reality. And that's how
1: bickering occurs, and 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 the arguments. Oh, you know that's that's the jujitsu wave. Oh, that's the crop. You know, people all the shredder. That's the the senshito. No, it's not senshito. It's got nothing to do with that fucking name. And the shredder is just—it's even the shredder isn't—is—is garbage. The name, it's a fucking name. And the fact that people latched onto it minimized and took so much away from the concept and limited it—it's unbelievable. Because the five principles of physical retaliation, in essence, is what the shredder is the shredder is a manifestation of these five principles that occur when you're at very close range. That's all, that's all it is. Because you can apply the right. five principles at any range, at any distance. Everybody assumes, oh, the shredder, it's about ripping the face off. No, the shredder only rips the face off because that's what the five principles dictate to do at that range when that's there. I don't choose what? to do this because I'm here. The principles, the concepts dictate it. Right? Yeah. Right. The rain. Yeah. The range, like if I, I concepts, build a chair and yeah. I build it with only two legs, it's not going to be the most functional chair in the world because the concepts dictate it needs four to be stable and solid for any human being of any size and weight, if properly constructed to sit on. Otherwise, it won't be. And that is a concept, not a technical or a formula or a systematic, you know, or someone's fucking opinion or anecdotal experience of a chair. That's a fucking fact. How the fuck? (laughs) So that's, in essence, the five principles of physical retaliation are what? Economy of motion. Non-telegraphic movement. Don't telegraph your intention. Like when you're going to do whatever you're going to do, it doesn't matter what it is. The person who you're doing it to can't see it coming, right? Three, hit with yeah. your most appropriate closest weapon to your most your opponent's most appropriate closest target. Sometimes you find that, oh, wow, I got three closest weapons to closest target. I can crush his throat, I can spit in his face, or I can slam a knee into his groin. This situation dictates I can spit in his face, he'll flinch, and I'll run. Because if I fucking nail him in the throat, he'll die and I'm gonna go to jail because he just shoved me and said, Hey man, what's your problem? <laughs> right? So you got to appropriate. It's not just oh, right. closest weapon, closest target. Hit the throat. Well, maybe that's not what was called for in this situation, was it? Although it was a closest weapon, closest target. So there has to be a strategy now behind the concept. So you can't just closest weapon closest target what's the strategy what's the context of the closest weapon closest target then you got to understand targets now primary targets debilitatable targets are eyes and throat it's got to be both eyes and the windpipe there's no two ways about it i break your jaw you can still fight some people will get knocked out other people will still fight i punch you in the face as hard as i can some people will get knocked out some people will still fight. I bust your leg, some people will still fight. Pull out a knife, I break your arm, some people will still fight. I wind you, I kick you in the nuts, full force. Some people will go down, most will, some will still fight. I shove both my fingers into both of your eyes, I don't give a fuck who you are, you can't see me anymore, you're gonna flinch back, I play Marco Polo with you, fuck you, how about that? Then you've got, it's gotta be both (laughs) eyes, one eye doesn't work, why? Oh, you took away one eye, I got another. I can still see you. So you can't, it can't just be one. Next is the windpipe. If you can't breathe, you can't do much of anything. Why? You're not breathing. Good luck in surviving that one. Depends how long. Let's see. I don't know. But not breathing. That's debilitatable. Breaking somebody's arm will debilitate a percentage of the population, not all of it. We have to factor in pain management. We have to factor in um illicit or Uh, or or even legal if you want, drugs, substance abuse that could potentially make somebody impervious to pain and keep coming at you, right? There's a lot of factors. Then there's sociopathy and psychopathy, and there's all kinds of stuff that I can't rely on a technical application. I have to rely on this concept that goes, all right, at this level, I need this. At this level, I need that. And so then you've got tactile sensitivity, that happens only when contact is made between parties. And that is strictly the ability to interpret the other person's movement. And that's you do that through the sense of touch, tactile senses. That could be done with hands, elbows, head, shoulders, uh, knees, thighs, feet, anywhere where you're contacting, making contact with the other person. They move, you have to understand and familiarize yourself with that movement and what the body is trying to do when that person is making that move. That's the interpretation of their movement. Now, you apply these five principles, these concepts, with context. It's not about techniques. It's about tools and targets. 99% of the time, if you're applying what we're teaching on studyofviolence.com, Are The the core essence, the fundamentals of violence prevention, if you're teaching that properly, you're going to lure the individual, good person having a bad day or bad guy. Most most times the bad guy. If they truly are a bad person throughout the de-escalation phase, they are going to keep coming closer to you. And they're going to do it in a very confident way because up to this point, you have been very deceiving in your behavior. So they're not expecting you to do anything to them. Hence the element of surprise. At that point, your hands are already up in what we refer to as a camouflaged fighting stance. You look completely passive submissive, but you're literally in a perfect fighting stance. Your hands are open, your hands are right. And they're up. We can't demonstrate that because this is podcast, but I'm sure you've all seen a variation of it. If you haven't go to the fucking website, www.studyofviolence.com. It's all there for free. Next. Applying the element of surprise and the person up close literally has both of your hands within six inches to three to five to six, seven, eight inches maximum from the person's face. So, logically making the closest weapon, the closest target with the least telegraphic movement, the hand in the face open handed. Fingers go towards the eyes, right into them, and the palm goes towards the jaw. Matt, what happens from there is dependent on how my opponent reacts. Human beings react, generally speaking, five different ways. When they get accosted, when they get hit, when they get struck, they flinch away, they tackle and clinch, they drop, their hands come up, they um, punch you right back, instantly, no quarter given, boom, boom, right? So they have various reactions Each reaction are diametrically opposed, for example, flinching away and creating distance and clinching right away after getting hit, completely diametrically opposed. So you can't go in with technical applications. You have to have the ability to spontaneously improvise moment to moment as a situation unfolds. And you have to be able to switch gears from zero to 100 back down to zero if necessary in the nanosecond and at any given moment. All that with being aware of your surroundings. So these are concepts that can be trained in scenario replications, but the logical aspect of knowing certain things don't require scenario replications. If I tell you to take a shortcut from home to work that cuts half an hour off your time that you used to do every single day, the first morning you might forget and take the old route and then go, oh shit, I forgot, but "Eh, fuck it. The next day you're going to try it. You're going to take the new route and you're going to see that it cut half an hour from your time because it cut half an hour from your time. You're never going to take the old route again. You're going to go right to taking the fucking new route every single day. And we don't have to train you like a five-year-old fucking baby and do scenario replications for certain concepts that only comes down for the physicality of it and to get through the chaos and to feel it and to replicate it. But it's not a necessary aspect to the self-defense training, neither is sparring. Does, c- does it help? Shit yeah, fuck yeah. Is it necessary? No. A 76-year-old woman is not gonna lace up her fucking gloves and you know, hop into the ring and start doing rounds, but she needs to learn self-defense. What, she's not allowed to do self-defense? You're too old to do self-defense? If you have any kind of limitation, towards a client that can't learn what you're teaching you're fucking not teaching self-defense you're not teaching violence prevention you are teaching a systematic method of fighting be it sport or traditional or street that is strictly suitable for strong red-blooded angry personality type a that's it the rest cannot train in your shit so you have to be able to know your client and understand what it is you're giving them does that make sense I wonder if it yeah, was everybody else. Absolutely. People are just probably shut up. Fuck this guy talks. Jesus. <laughs> so
0: uh studio Yeah, double w- the... of violence. What is Very... it? you did you did something fake. Like, you know what? We tried that out. We right, we originally
1: right. called it Studium Violentia just to sound cool. And uh, uh, I could I can't even fucking pronounce it. So, you know, it's, it's study of violence. It's <laughs> www.studyofviolence.com. Um, and that's it. It's study of violence. Not the study. What? And how much it, does it costs cost? Fucking nothing. How much does it cost? Is it- it's free. Nothing. nothing it's is free. free. It's not teaser <laughs> courses. It's a full course that people used to pay me thousands of dollars for, to teach them. It's right up there. It's free, there's five of them. There's the foundations of violence, complete mindset education, complete awareness, anti-bullying, and a section for parents and children who are underage who can't learn by themselves. You got toddlers, and we, we touch upon anything from you know the psychology to human trafficking, there's resources, everything is cited and it's free. No emails, no subscriptions, no signups, no tracking, no nothing. You, I, I don't even know when you're on it. I have no clue. All right. So I, I don't I have no idea. I don't gain fuck squat from putting it up there. As a matter of fact, I lose with it up there. People are going to steal my shit and teach it. I'm not charging anymore for this. I used to charge a mint. Now I'm giving it all away for free. It sucks for me to have it up there. Go and fucking learn from it. (laughs) For my misery. All right? I'm gaining shit fuck squat from it. Go. (laughs) For those of you who hate me, it's a perfect venue for you. (laughs) Go learn from it for free and you don't even need to tell me about it. How about that? Fuck.
0: Yeah. It. Steal Easy. it, like you've been stealing everything else. And I don't care.
1: I don't care. I, it, it, because it's not mine. If you weren't lazy and stuck on your fucking Krav Maga Jiu-Jitsu, whatever the fuck it is that you think is self-defense. Yeah. Look, if you're doing it for anything else, God bless you. I love boxing. It was my favorite sport. If I didn't have brain damage, I'd still be in the ring today. But I'm not gonna, I'm not teaching it to a 14 year old girl who's coming to me for violence prevention. All right, eight point footwork. Yeah, well, I'm not doing fucking hoobud with her either. We're not doing helmets. We're not doing gimmicks. She wants to learn how to protect her life. So, yeah, I love martial arts. I love combat sports. I love knife fucking fighting. I, again, MMA, BJJ, I got a black belt in it. It's great. It's wonderful. It's not self defense. It's not fucking violence prevention that's it, that's it. for so free it
0: all for free people and that
1: that is that is rich yeah Dimitri that's right that this has been um <coughs> single-handedly the best podcast i've i've done to date.
0: Thank you. No, thank honestly, you very much. I'm here. You know, you're before. kind of and and look. I've
1: done awesome. a lot of podcasts. A lot, a lot of podcasts, and 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 I, I, everyone, it's great, and they're wonderful, and they're good, and you know. But like, you're one of the So far, you're well. First of all, you're you're not monotonous and dull to listen to. Yeah, <laughs> this oh, isn't about you. I've had some podcasts where the host loves to hear himself talk. It's about me. I love to hear myself talk. Well, so, <laughs> uh, and uh, the questions weren't the usual. So, how many people did you shred in your life? Uh, how did you come up with Sancho? Uh, you know, so they were really deep. They were good questions. They were honest questions. We're trying to make a difference here. It's like you said. We want people to up their game. Um, I'm not putting people down at you. It's not about better or worse. Do teach whatever you want. Be honest about what you're teaching. That's all I'm saying. Be honest about what you're teaching and why you're doing it to yourself. Yeah? Again, if somebody comes to me and goes, hey, Rich, yes. I, I want well, to learn MMA, I'm no. not going to go, yeah, we do that. I'm going to go, well, let me recommend you to a really good MMA guy. Right? So just
0: Right on, bro. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I always enjoy catching up and hanging out. And Likewise, brother. A thousand together. thank yous for it's having me in Pam. Love you. Absolutely. You're two of my favorite people in the industry and the world. And as far as I'm concerned, you guys are family. And we'll get this information out there. It's free, people. Get on the internet. And, and, and log on the website and study up and don't most of you watch have no the videos talking about read. and you read need this information.
1: the meat is in the text
0: read. Read. sorry <laughs> i'm sorry you have to read yes reading is part of the process i know that's hard for some of you but you're gonna have to do it you're gonna have to suck it up for like the however many pages it's not of, that of long the average course
1: out. is i think seven and a half minutes to read
0: So there you go. The you can read for seven matter. and a half. Not minutes. course. If I can subject, read it yeah. and I have to I have to step out the words because I'm that so if I can do it, you can
1: do it. <laughs> On that note, it's
0: pizza right, time. we will talk to you later.
1: Yeah. All right, brother. Take care. Pizza. Thank you.
0: Yes.